This is the evening edition of the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Sunday, January 2nd, 2022. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, putting the P in podcasting by practicing every day because what we practice is what we manifest. It's good to be here doing my podcasting practice routine with you, and thank you for being here with me on my journey to complete 365 consecutive daily podcast episodes. For the Lunitalians, we have a new moon tonight, dark skies, so plan your activities accordingly. In the past 24 hours, the United States Geological Survey has reported eight earthquakes in the lower 48 states and Alaska. The strongest was a magnitude 3.0 that occurred 34 kilometers southeast of Mina, Nevada. That's 21 miles for those who prefer the U.S. customary units. Mina is an old mining town, has a population of 155 souls. Don't guess anyone was much troubled by that earthquake event. Today we celebrate 55 mile per hour speed limit day. Dumb day. Because we used to have a mandate from the federal government that all drivers shall not go faster than 55 miles per hour when they were on four-lane roads. It was uh, a law kind of like prohibition. Dumb idea and really hard to enforce. This goes back to the early 70s. In fact, let's start in 1973 and the Organization of Arab Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC, decided they just weren't going to sell oil to any nation that supported Israel. And guess what? The good old U.S. of A. was one of those countries. So they cut us off. And without OPEC's oil, we didn't have enough gasoline to go around. And I remember long lines of cars and gas rationing, and you could only get gas on certain days. And I can't remember if that had to do with the number on your license plate or your birthday or, or what it was, but it was a odd-even type thing. All of a sudden, it was it was very different and very difficult to get gas. So... To conserve our precious gasoline, the United States Congress passed the Emergency Highway Energy Conservation Act, which imposed a maximum speed limit, a national maximum speed limit of 55 miles per hour on all four-lane highways. And it was signed into law on January 2nd of 1974, 48 years ago. It was signed into law by then-President Richard Milhouse Nixon, and it became effective 60 days afterward. The states had to agree to this limit, or if they chose not to, and they had the choice, they wouldn't get federal funding to fix highways. And, you know, money always talks. That was a big carrot or a big stick, however you're looking at it. And so the states enacted that 55-mile-an-hour law. But some of them got around it because there was a very low compliance rate across the country. The western states in particular were were bad about that. And they they kind of rebelled. They stood up and said, "No, we're we're going to fight this." So Arizona, Idaho, Montana, and Nevada replaced re- traditional speeding tickets with energy wasting fines of $5 to $15 as long as the drivers didn't exceed the speed limit that was in effect before the 55-mile-per-hour federal requirement. So if you're in Montana and you're you're doing 75 miles an hour or 70 miles an hour, they pull you over and give you a ticket for five bucks. (laughs) Not bad. But despite those things, the law was enforced in lots of states, mostly the eastern states. And, of course, I had to drive through a lot of those states 
and I remember the agony of driving on a straight stretch of interstate highway and keeping the speed down to 55 or 60 miles per hour, just knowing that I could go 70 or 75 or 80 with no problem. It was painful. It was hard. So, 21 years later, in 1995, the United States Congress lifted all federal speed limit controls in the National Highway System Designation Act that they passed, and they returned the power of setting speed limits back to the states. Most of the states reverted to the speed limits that they had in place before the 1974 proclamation, and I, frankly, I don't know of any that didn't, but then I'm not up to speed on this. So, happy 55-mile-per-hour speed limit day. Well... At least it wasn't the pandemic. Let's go to happy birthday time. Born on this day in 1902 in Phoenix, Arizona, American politician, statesman, businessman, United States Air Force officer, author, five-term senator from the great state of Arizona, and the Republican Party nominee for president of the United States of America in 1964, Barry Goldwater. Goldwater lost that election to Lyndon Johnson and went back to the Senate. And I remember him vaguely from that time as being a very conservative politician. And I'm surprised by what I read in his Wikipedia entry, which is, quote, Goldwater's views on social and cultural issues grew increasingly libertarian as he neared the end of his career. And after leaving the Senate, his views on social issues cemented as libertarian. He criticized Pat Robertson and others who were, quote, trying to make a religious organization out of the Republican Party, unquote. He supported homosexuals serving openly in the military, environmental protection, abortion rights, and the legalization of medical marijuana, unquote. Whoa, that really surprised me. That is not the Barry Goldwater that I remembered from the 1964 election. Of course, I was really young. I was 11 or 12 years old at the time. So whatever impression I had was just based solely on the few times I saw him on television, apparently. And then after that, I didn't follow him. But it seems to me that the senator was kind of ahead of his time in that regard. Hmm. And you know what? Guess who succeeded Goldwater in the Senate? John McCain. Yep. John was first elected to the Senate right after Barry Goldwater left office. Senator Goldwater died in 1998 in Paradise, Arizona. He was 89 years old. Happy birthday, Senator. And as we finish today, I leave you with this quote from the late Senator Barry Goldwater. Quote, I am, frankly, sick and tired of the political preachers telling me as a citizen that if I want to be a moral person, I must believe in A and B and C and D. Just who do they think they are, and from where do they presume to claim the right to dictate their moral beliefs to me? Meditate on that, friend, and enjoy your journey to enlightenment. That's a wrap. Let's stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.